The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, the Masters Class. You get this exclusively on the Busted Open Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, tell your friends it's free. And if you love what you hear, you can also hear us daily, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. We're here for you, the Busted Open Nation. And I love the Masters class because we talk to the Masters of the Ring. That's right, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, Mark Henry. Gentlemen, how are you this morning? Wonderful. I'm great. Bully, it's extremely hot in your area. I know you're, you don't like the heat too much. It's over 100 degrees where you are. So... We figured that was the perfect topic for the Masters class today. Hottest match. And when we say hottest match, we really mean hottest match. So, Tommy, can you get into your hottest match? And by hottest match, we are talking complete temperature for everybody who wants to know stuff about ECW since it's becoming even a hotter topic as of late. Um the ECW arena in the summer had no air conditioning, Ugh. had no heat in the winter. So if you were part of something known as heat wave, a real heat wave, you got to experience it because of how hot that building is. And you know, if you have fans packed on top of each other, it's going to take away the oxygen for you as a performer, plus lights, all these different things go into it and not including when you're running outdoor shows, not including uh, going to, you know, Mexico or other countries where, you know, I've, we've all wrestled Puerto Rico, but for me, <clears throat> my hottest match ever. And I had to pull out the good old book was July 8th, 1994 in Montgomeryville, Pennsylvania. And why do I remember the actual heat is because <clears throat> Shane Douglas and I went for one hour. And it was my first ever going one hour match and it ended in a draw. And then we had to do five more minutes and then we had to do another five more minutes. And it was really because the fans kept uh, asking for it. Then of course he cheated me. <clears throat> so that is 70 minutes of being in the ring and why I remember how hot it was. There's a lot of times. And when, uh, if we peel back the curtain, but it's also walking out in that curtain. 
especially at the old ECW arena, it would feel like, you know what a, a butane lighter is? If you would suck in that actual fire when you light it. That's how hot it literally was at times. So back to Montgomeryville in this lovely building, because I remember when the match finally ended after I took a belly to belly, I looked up and there was a massive thermometer on the top of the building. And it said 117 degrees. And I will never forget that because I was like, I just wrestled for over an hour in 117 degrees. And it wasn't on television. It wasn't on pay-per-view and it wasn't set to go really a Broadway, but like kind of like happened because they had done the three-way dance. And this was also like Shane had wrestled Tully for an hour that didn't really work out that well. And it was just like a true Testament. And back then, if you were given an hour, you went an hour. And, And I know like, you know, this wasn't even an Ironman. Like I said, this was a small house show for Philadelphia or for ECW. And two guys just went out there and tore it up. It was a great learning experience for me because, I mean, I was still very, very new in the business. I wasn't the hardcore Tommy Dreamer. This was before my feud with the Sandman. But to go out there, and I remember because I was also in the main event, and I'll just never forget looking up and seeing that massive thermometer. It was so big hanging, and I was like, oh, my God. And then, like, Shane, uh, we went back, and they they told us about it. And, like, we went and looked, and we said that was like, wow, that was a real – testament to how hard you work but back then it was just what you did now before we get into to bully's hottest match uh, a question for both you guys um like have there been incidents and and maybe it's not the one that you're talking about where you're doing something but just because of the sweat pouring on your body or your opponent's body that you have like a hazardous condition in the ring because of how hot it is uh back then i wasn't wearing a shirt so yes, it's slippery. Neither Shane always wore trunks and even as simple as a body slam, you're slipping and sliding. And Dave, the other thing with a canvas, and we were actually talking about that at the show I just was at, there used to be nylon canvases, which were like ice. And, but when water, every time you get body slammed or hit the mat, it's going to leave a little stain. Plus you're perspiring yeah. and it becomes super duper slippery or even going outside on the floor besides fans, uh, you know, spilling drinks, the floors start to perspire because there's so much heat. And also Dave, and I know bully could testament bully, you know, uh, we used to run ECW shows at bar a that bully was very, very uh, big part of sometimes the tape around the ropes, like electrical tape would melt or you would hit that can, you'd hit the ropes and you're hitting melting tape. And what's underneath that metal. Like these are the things that the fans or the turnbuckles they're sitting in the sun. And if you even rest your arm, you're like, Jesus, because you're putting your arm on leather that's been roasting in the sun or the metal. Some people used to grab the, uh, the hook for the ring and it's been in the sun for hours. And, you know, if an event starts, let's say it's a day show at three o'clock, that ring has been set up since 10 o'clock in the morning, just baking sun and forget about 
the canvas, and I'm sure Bully could talk about it, but the canvas becomes an inferno. I've even seen guys, it's so hot, their boots start to melt. And that's not because of like fire. It's because of just the heat and the conditions of that canvas soaking up the sun's heat. You know, Tommy's talking about uh, the shows that we used to do at bar A in the summer. We, We ran, I think, two or three. So we'd always do a July 4th, like, uh, you know, uh, a July 4th wrestling bash. And the show was outdoors on Bar A Beach in, in July. So, you know, the temperatures were 95 degrees. And, you know, sometimes we were using flaming tables, but, you know, and <laughs> which, which made it even hotter. God bless Balls Mahoney for going through a flaming table in, you know, close to 100 degree weather. Uh, so yeah, that those shows definitely temperature wise were very hot because the sun just baking down on the ring. Uh, full disclosure, before we started the podcast today, Tommy asked me, he goes, what's your choice? And I go, I have a funny feeling that our choice is the same one. And it was Tommy chose the arena, the arena one as his second choice but we actually had the same first one and that same first one uh happened in may of 98 in new orleans at the joe brown auditorium tommy is that the night we broke beulah's neck yes it was okay so it was a a big night like uh in the ring also for what we did me and devon 3d beulah broke her neck never to be heard from again until ecw's one night stand in 2005 but it's May, it's New Orleans, you're in the swamp. It's humid like you would not believe. It was so humid that night. It was so hot that night that I remember trying to get my gear on and I couldn't put my socks on because you're so hot, so humid. The cotton is just absorbing the humidity in the air and I had to struggle just to get my gear on because everything is sticking to you. It is disgustingly hot. And back then, you know, I had on like, uh, you know, like the, the shorts, the, the, lo- the long johns and the knee, the shirt, the whole nine yards, the elbow pads, the knee pads, getting all this stuff on when your skin is all slimy and tacky from sweat and humidity, it was nearly impossible. And then, and I'm sure Tommy can tell more about this night can I, than I can in detail, detail because I don't remember a lot. I just remember how hot and humid it was. We get in the ring and, you know, the Dudleys were known for the amount of time we spent on the microphone before a match. Well, Joel Gertner cut a promo. I think Demon talked and I talked and I believe we were in the ring for one hour and four minutes before Tommy and Sandman came to the ring. An hour of talking on the microphone, just baking and basting in that humidity. And then Tommy and Sandman finally came to the ring, and we finally wound up having a match. But, Tommy, I know this was your pick also. What do you remember of that night? Same thing, uh, as well as no air conditioning. And you know, like bully said the, the conditions, but, uh, and it was packed. I mean, you could see parts of this on the WWE network, but it doesn't do it justice. Cause I, when he was talking, I was like, I know this thing went 
at least an hour and a half. And that was including our match, but all the stuff in the beginning. And, and, you know, Bubba wasn't the jacked up in shape human being he was then. He was a little on the heavier set side. So 402. (laughs) Okay. We have a 402 pound man in these conditions out there for an hour before he has to wrestle. And you think about like the conditioning we joke about like that, you know, he weighed that much, but he could always go in the ring. And like, even for like, I remember Sam and being like, Jesus, it's hot out there. We have the ability to drink beer. And a lot of times I still do today. I pour water down my shirt. So the water would help cool me off uh, when I'm out there wrestling, like kind of like I'm wearing like a wet shirt. So like a walrus, I don't get overheated. Um, but it was just next level heat and humidity. Cause like bully said, we're wrestling near a swamp or down South with no air conditioning in a packed building. And then we have to not only go out there and wrestle, we had some serious, you know, ramifications, Beulah's neck getting broken, me being handcuffed uh, to that uh, rope and, and witnessing it, all the aftermath, you know, stretching her out, stuff that you probably didn't even see on television. Plus, it's the last match of the night. People finding out you're out there for almost two hours. And again, this is unheard of today, but it was it was real heat. It was this devastating stuff that you'll see. You'll see it on the network, but it's like why when you go to live events, you really, really appreciate what you see because you, there's parts of it that you won't see that get edited out. And Dave, uh, to Bully's point too, I have had to have to physically pull down people's elbow pads or help them when they have the neoprene knee pads because as you're wrestling and you think because your body's sweating, it's slippery, but the, the neoprene would start to absorb the water from the sweat and you can't get it off. Unbelievable. Uh, amazing stories. All right, Mark, hottest match you were ever involved in. I'm, I'm going to start this. I'm going I'm, to I'm preface this with the fact that this is Texas, and I did not want to put a black eye on the game and talk bad about Texas, but damn it, today is going to happen. And you also <laughs> preface with how much did you weigh going out there? Oh, I, I, well, I, I mean, I was 400 pounds, okay. but the the whole point was not me because I was a finely tuned athletic specimen at 400 pounds. Can I, can I just guess the city? 98. Can I guess the city? Okay, go ahead. Because I know it was always really hot in this city and really hot in this arena. San Antonio. Nope. Okay. All right. This is the shithole of all arenas in Texas. Laredo. No, Ford <laughs> Arenas. The Ford Arenas also. Oh, okay. I love that place. This, the air conditioner blows unbelievably great. This is the Oil Palace in Tyler, Texas. Mm. Isn't that where Bradshaw used to live? That is where John Layfield is from. Mm-hmm. And back then, he was Justin Hawk Bradshaw. And we arrived into Tyler. And when you drive into from the airport 
in Tyler. It's a three-gate airport, put it like that. It's a small-ass place. And I didn't want to even take this damn prop plane in the first place because I don't like flying props. <laughs> it was only like 30, 30 seats on this on this plane. <laughs> and it's going <laughs> up and down. And we land, and you have to walk on the tarmac to get to these three-gate airports. I'm sweating to where my clothes, when as soon as I got off the plane, my clothes stuck to me. And it just started like feeling like, okay, I'm going to have to wring this shirt out by the time I get the baggage claim. And I, and I change shirts. We get in the car, we get to the arena. Out of all the damn days in the history of pro wrestling, fucking air conditioning goes out in this building. It is 100 degrees temperature outside. What do you think is going to happen inside? Uh-huh. Holding awesome. all that heat in. With everybody exhaling at the same time. All the, we had at least 35 people on the crew on the, on the, with the roster and the, and everything. And then the, the, the place sold out. It was, it was so hot that I was in the I was in the I was in the second match with with Bradshaw. I'm sweating in gorilla before we go through the curtain to where I could feel water going into my boots. We have the match and it was a dumbass moment for me because I was still really, really green. I'd only been wrestling for one year. And John said, take the stairs and took my head and ran me into the stairs. I saw it on TV before I had never taken it. <laughs> I hit the stairs at warp factor six, Mr. Zulu. Bang. <laughs> and it was like the cartoons, the not. <laughs> it grew probably about the length of a quarter away from my head. And it was bleeding. And I turned around and both eyes were crossed. And John said, you all right? And I was like, where are we? He said, we're going home. <laughs> and that was an insult to injury because I was, I was dehydrated. I couldn't think. We get to the back. They have intermission. The doctors check me out. They say, hey, man, you got your bell rung. There was no such thing as a concussion protocol back then. Nope. So they just put my ass in the car and I drove to the next town. Don't remember nothing after that. But in the main event, they said, guys, you, you can't hit the ropes no more. Don't hit the ropes. You're going to like the ropes melted. In the, in the seventh or eighth match, the guys came back and said, man, don't hit the ropes. You're going to go to the floor. The ropes at the end of the night after the show, the ropes were bowed like this, curved under where they had melted the, 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 wow. um, it, it's like garden hose. Yeah. With, with, with tape around it, with a, with a wire through. It had melted. The only thing that was, that was there was the wire. I mean, 
and and I, I can't remember who was in the main event, but they went the whole entire match without touching the ropes. And everybody, you know, normally you stay. You say, guys, stay and watch the matches. You need to learn. They were like, hey, get the fuck out this building. Get out of here. <laughs> like, leave. Because, and, and, and <laughs> unfortunately for me, I was, I was, I was riding with Teddy Long and he was the ref. They had to break the ring down. Oh, and so I had to go sit in the car with the air conditioner on. And I remember like having being in, I had my pants pulled down to my ankles, <laughs> mm. no shirt on <laughs> the seat pushed all the way back with the air conditioner going. And and I and Teddy came finally came into the car and he was he was breathing like this. <sighs> I said, man, you hey, he said, oh, I ain't never been inside of my life. It was the worst experience for everybody. There was no one facet of pro wrestling that escaped that that, that night. Dave the uh, fans, I, they were man, they people was like. Damn, man, they fucking dead tonight, man. Like, I was like, they hot. People are tired. This is a two and a half, three hour show. And people are out there sweating their balls off. They, they never sweated like that in an arena. I guarantee you. The All Palace should have gave the WWE their money back for letting that happen. On the hottest day that you can imagine, man, it was, it was, it was one of the worst. I wish... And I wish that I had called Bradshaw and said, man, can you, can you call in and, 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 and just let the world know that this is a, a reality because it sounds like I made this up. Like it's the hot, like, like, oh yeah. If everything could go wrong, it went wrong. No, it, it went wrong. And on top of that, there was damn duct tape on the wing of the plane hand to God, ask Teddy Long, there was duct tape on the wing of the plane that we landed on. Forgot to throw that tidbit in there. That didn't make you feel any safer, did it? <laughs> no, <laughs> it did not. It was the worst, horrible, hot day of my life. Dave, uh, real quick, what I hate when about, if you have tanner, if you have hair gel, if the guy has oil, you sweat, your own sweat gets in your eyes. It burns. Oh, yeah. By the way, you have to go out there and perform. Uh, it's that's for me, my own part, but it happens to everybody. You literally see people. And then if you're wearing contacts, I've been so, where it's foggy because it's that hot when you're wrestling. Well, the contacts the got foggy? Yeah. Wow. That's hot. That's hot. And we're in the dog days of August. So we figured the hottest matches Tommy, Bully, Mark, amazing stories that you shared. With the Busted Open Nation, you only get this type of perspective on Busted Open's The Masters Class podcast. Make sure you subscribe, comment, please. We want to hear from you. Also, while you're at it, go to podswag.com slash Busted Open. Why? Because that's where all our merchandise is. So make sure you visit podswag.com slash Busted Open. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear more of it, Subscribe to SiriusXM Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. You get our three-hour live 
daily show. So make sure you check that out as well. For Tommy Dreamer, for Bully Ray, for Mark Henry, you've been listening to Busted Open, the Masters. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash active cash.